You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Week 14 of 2014, and the winner of the pool this week needed 14 wins to win. The number 14 NFL game of the week is New Orleans. New Orleans, the city with mysticism and magic and voodoo. Does that mean pick them this week? If you go by last week, the number 13 game was Carolina, and they smell. Of course, if you go by New Orleans magic, you would stay away from the number 13 game, and maybe that's why the Vikings crushed the Panthers. Of course, no one knows what's going on anymore. I mean, why was it so difficult for Cincinnati to beat Tampa Bay? How did New Orleans crush Pittsburgh? Why did the Dolphins need a last-minute field goal to beat the stupid, dumb, smelly Jets? But my Jets have company in town now. The Giants fans now know what it's like, and it ain't great. Our special guest today will have something to say about it for sure, because not only is he a great stand-up comic, but he's actually employed by the Giants. We won't ask him about the state of the New York Giants, about the interception machine that is Eli Manning, about losing to a one-loss team last week, but we will ask him about Rooney Mara, because... (laughs) (laughs) What the hell has happened to our proud sports city? When you're relying on the New York Islanders to provide your sports entertainment to you, you'd know we're all in big trouble. But I wonder, does the fact that John Mulaney's character on the show Mulaney actually living in New York have anything to do with it? I mean, ever since he's come to town, all the New York football teams have tanked. Coincidence? I don't think so. So let's get into it this week as we delve into another jam-packed episode of The Spread with Dave Juskow. Welcome to the spread, everybody, as said before, and my name is Dave Desco, and my special guest today is uh, a wonderful comedian, and he will be uh, performing at the Stress Factory, December 19th and 20th. Correct. Uh, which is one of my favorite places in New Brunswick, New Jersey. One of my favorite places. I, started, Brand. I started there. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Lenny, please, can you just stop the lying? <laughs> um, it's Lenny Marcus, everybody. Yay. Thank you for coming, Lenny. I really appreciate it. It's nice to have somebody, like, really successful on the show. <laughs> All they've had on is Rachel Feinstein, and I think we oh know how that's going to end for her. Yes. I feel bad for her because, you know, being a woman in this business and being a Jewish woman and being just a really bad comic is just really horrible. David. What? What did I say? She's very successful. What are you talking about? And she's very funny. Joe, which one? Can I turn up my headphones? Yeah. Where do I turn them? The right one here? Oh, he can do it from there. He's yeah. so cool. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Lenny, <laughs> let me tell you something that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, wh- when I performed at the Stress Factory... You did? Get tell the story. Me. Lenny's friend Gina is here, so I, I might be looking at her for just like, what? why is Lenny doing that? <laughs> <laughs> why? When, why? When, when, when I didn't you say the Stress anything. Factory. I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid of the Stress Factory. I've, I mean, I really like it there, yeah. and I'm from New Brunswick. You know, I'm Rutgers guy, and I'm from uh-huh. Edison, New Jersey, wow. so... I like the stress factory, but I am uh, terrified of it as well. The people that go there sometimes could be. It depends on the who's performing. Now, I open for Attell a lot. Okay. So uh, the first time I was there, I was just getting back into comedy. You know, I go in and out a lot. Right. So I was just going back in. And that particular day, it was like, uh, like a joke. Like if I saw it on a Simpsons episode where uh, Homer, Homer and Marge had to make this great dinner for their guests. And who was coming was their, the priest, 
his old army sergeant <laughs> and uh, you know, like an astronaut or something. Right. It, was, it was like that. I invited my new girlfriend, her father, <laughs> you know, my sister, <laughs> oh, and no. all of her friends from the neighborhood. I must have talked. I, I had uh, maybe a seven-minute set, and I think I did it in a minute and a half. <laughs> I was so <laughs> nervous, and the uh, and everybody's like, "Well, it was okay." But the one guy that liked it was like, you know, sixty. He was yeah. like, "Oh, those imitations were amazing from the '80s." <laughs> Everybody else was confused. They're like, I, "I don't know who James Spader is." I'm like, "What are you kidding? Love, <laughs> How are you?" I love James Spader. Who doesn't? Who does now? James Spader? You're an original. Well, now you know with the blacklist, I'm back. I love the blacklist. Do you? Yep, I watch it all the time. You want to do that first? Let me tell you something. Your husband <laughs> is a troublemaker. It's a new kind of James Bay, do with a lower <laughs> voice. Lizzie, I have met a lot of bad people in my life, and your husband <laughs> is not one of the people I know in my circle. I don't know. I'm, I'm, That's very good. I'm improvising, uh, which I'm great. not very good at. It's great. Thank you. You like that show? I, well, you know, I do like it, and we talk about it often because the girl on it, who is very pretty, is a horrible actress. One of the oh, worst what? actresses ever. Oh, my God. What, what are you, friends with her? No, she's I don't. She's horrible. Why is she horrible? She's a really bad actress. No, she's fine on that she's show. She's an what are you idiot. It comes from upbringing. <laughs> Parents are idiots. <laughs> what, you think that she's good? She's I, good enough to pull off that show. What do you want her to do on that show? You don't buy what she's doing there? No. All no, right. I don't. I think she's a very bad actress. I don't think she'll be used again in show business. However, I've said that about Chelsea Handler. <laughs> I've said that about Jim Gaffigan and the Blue Man Group. There you go. So the Blue I'm, Man Group. You said, what is this? Stupid oh, you didn't stuff? hear that no. story? No. In 1987, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I was friends with this girl who her roommates were the Blue Man Group. <laughs> and she was showing, she's a photographer. She goes, oh, you got to check out these pictures. My, my roommates, they do this show. They paint themselves blue. And I'm like, ah, now seriously, what's the story? And she's like, no, they paint themselves blue. It's an amazing show. And I'm like, Okay, I'm just, I got, uh, I got four words for you. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, I must have, uh, me and my friend walked out of that apartment and we were laughing. We're like, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. But I think of all the people that I said wouldn't make it in show business, you weren't one of them. Thank you. I think anybody would give me that one. You know, I think, the, if they I think you got a pass on the Blue Man Group, then I'm sorry I wasn't, you know, forward thinking enough to uh, yeah, see that yeah. one coming. If they were green. No, well, that's why. That was the right. joke. I'm like, why not paint themselves green? What are they, blue mum and chance? <laughs> well, that's why I was like, they're never going to beat mum and chance. <laughs> so then I actually went to see the show, and I, I thought it was pretty good. And then apologize uh, for once in your life? Well, I took Sarah Silverman on a date. Oh. When we first met in right. 1990, I'm like, oh, I know these guys, uh, Blue Man Group, they're pretty uh, popular. You know, like, because then I was like, oh, yeah, you kidding? Those guys are like my best pals. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we went downstairs to meet them. They were so nice, even after I was a little curt right. with them. I think they realized they'd won. And, uh, <laughs> And they were very nice and polite, and they wanted help with the show. They were, like, so into it. Like, can you help us talk in the tubes at the beginning? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, this is my friend Sarah. They probably – now they're probably just like, did, did you know Sarah Silverman came to our first book? <laughs> you know, now. Because right. that happened a lot. Actually, um, and then maybe I'll let you talk. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I'm sorry. I think of very things all the time, and I get excited. Oh, I love it. In Years ago, 1991, I was going out with this girl in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah. Near the Stress Factory. Right. And uh, Sarah was uh, opening for that idiot uh, Barry Sobel. Okay. You, I know we, Barry. Are we in agreement with that one at least? I don't know him. Yeah, as well. He was at, no, he was at, he Wait till we get to Mulaney. York. I love John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she was opening for him. Yeah. And my girlfriend, uh, we went over her house after. 
and she goes, oh, my God, Barry Sobel is coming to my house. And then she called her brother, and he was, like, so excited. And it's so funny because Sarah Silverman was there, too. Right. So now I've seen her since, and she goes, I can't believe Sarah Silverman was at my house. Nah. I'm like, you didn't seem to care that night. No, right. Yeah. I, uh, I only have one Barry Sobel story. Please do. Please. He's popped now and backed into the scene a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. And uh, I didn't know him back in the day when he was obviously – he was he, the shit. He was. Yeah, he was yeah. the man. So I don't know. I kind of now know him just by, hey, Barry, you know, we've kind of met, but I don't really know him at all. So uh, I was waiting for the uh, going into 68th Street movie theater on Broadway. Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he, I see him like, hey, Barry, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about going to the movies here. Is this a good movie theater? I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would somebody say Who says that? I go, well, I, this is my movie theater. I go here all the time. I mean, it's like it's my home theater, if you want to call it that. I go, well, what are you going to see? It was like Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. Oh, this is a recent, recent story. Recent oh. story. So he's going in to see that, and he's like, well, I want to see it on a, you know, a good screen. It's got to be, you know, I'm like, it's a movie theater. They have big screens in the movie theater. It's going to be fine. He goes, well, which is the biggest screen? I go, there's a list on the wall. That's the biggest one. I kind of give him a tour Yeah, I mean, how are you even theater. still having the conversation? It's bizarre because I don't really know him, so I didn't want to be like a jerk. So, But he is a legend in a way yeah. to us. So there you go. So I tell him it's my movie theater. Like, okay, great. I don't think – would you ever think anything of that conversation again? No. All right. I'd say about two weeks later I'm in the cellar, comedy cellar. And I, I walk into him, and he goes, hey, hey. Yeah, he goes, that theater sucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I go, he goes, yeah, it wasn't a, it, that theater sucks. Like this, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? The screen wasn't big enough? He's like, no, nah, I just, I'm like, all right. Uh, wait. He's a nut job. Yeah. He's really genuinely crazy. You're going to take is it out on me? Cause, all right. I think it's hilarious that he took it out on you, because that's <laughs> kind of what I would do, so it's <laughs> difficult for me to. This sounds kind of similar. But, um. He is crazy. I think that's why Tom Hanks had finally had enough because they were very friendly. Like Tom Hanks would let him stay at his house and all that stuff. But something happened oh. where he realized he's insane, like insane in a really bad way. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Like when he stays over people's houses, he does really nasty stuff. From what I'm told by very reliable sources, <laughs> and you have a lot of reliable sources. I do, and uh, so he is insane, and all that right. makes sense. But that is hilarious. That. The consistency of the fact that that story only happened two or three months ago. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> He's asking you questions. About a movie do you think that has something to do with your material that you look like you can fix a printer nah, that you know about the. <laughs> I just know about it. Well, do people do come at me? We'll try and fix me to fix anything. Anything. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he just yeah. recognized uh, your, know, your look. I definitely have an information look, <laughs> and he definitely wanted it. And But I was. Um, remind me never, ever to have a discussion. With him again about anything. Okay, I'll remind you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We'll have to uh, keep in touch. I'm not going to. Yeah. Sorry, you're. The popcorn was stale. Yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> He's that's my asking. Fault. Yeah. He probably was worried if you had mentioned it. Like, how was the popcorn? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked that because I totally forgot about it. that. It was completely stale. Yep. What did you do for Thanksgiving? I went to the lovely Gina's over Are there. you guys dating? Yes, that's my girlfriend. Oh, that's funny. I was just about to ask that. How come you. You know, a lot of his. He can't. He, he has trouble meeting girls because he doesn't drink. Yes, that's true. I wasn't saying this in a bad, you know, you're probably nervous. Like, what is he about to say? You were probably nervous. But you, you're not true because a lot of girls can't deal with that sometimes. Yeah, they can't. I don't Why is actually. it that you don't drink? You've told me before and I forget. I don't like the taste of it. I don't understand. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my mouth. It's like, yuck. That excuse is just horrible. <laughs> I mean, I agree. What do you mean? And beer is just horrible. Beer is, you know, like all those. Ew. It's just. You're right. But I, I love. Why do I love beer? 
I don't know. Because you're right. It does taste kind of bad. So if I put a beer in front of you and like a Snapple in front of you, which one would you go for? It depends on the time of the day. (laughs) Say 8 o'clock at night. In a bar. <laughs> I think I, I think I go for the beer every time. Uh, yeah, well, I, I love it's today. I was just thinking how much a and I don't know where this came from. Yeah, how much a Michelob would how great it would taste. And I don't <laughs> drink Michelob ever, but I remember that I think it was the first beer I had when I was like fifteen or something, and I was like, geez, I really I would love a Michelob, Michelob right now. And I I don't know why, but I really love beer, and I'd like to if it wasn't fattening. Yeah, I would like to drink it all the time. I'd like that to be my drink of choice. That's impressive. But I usually open with like. Um, like you a o- bourbon or a scotch or something, <laughs> and then I switch over to beer. You open with that. I'm a drinker. <laughs> I like thought Jackson you knew that about me. Open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I like all I that like stuff is drink. gross. Like yeah. I was down in a, I was. What is what's the famous? What's a mint julep? What's in that? Uh, uh, I don't know. I was at a con- at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, you once. went to the Kentucky, I went to Kentucky Derby? Derby years ago, 1995. I think Thunder Gulch or something. It's 20 years ago now. Yeah. Isn't that, that's messed crazy. Up, right? And uh, I had somebody had one, and I took because people were projectile vomiting everywhere by the <laughs> end of the day. It was hot. vomit green. Yeah, of that it was gross. Julep. They're tiny, you know. But I was like, I got to see what this is because people are just. It's the drink of choice. It's right. the legendary. Yeah, correct. And not even I couldn't even get a dot in my mouth. It was it's so sweet, strong right? and sweet. Yeah, and, ugh, I don't know how. You I assume it's that same thing that's in a grasshopper, like maybe cream de menthe or something like ugh. that, or I don't know. I don't Gina, know. do you know? Do you drink? How do you deal with him not drinking? It's not a problem at she all. She drinks. <laughs> well, I'm saying, I mean, like, if you go, I mean, do you get drunk sometimes? I mean, I'm I'm not saying like in a bad way, but do you? Does Does that bother you at all? Because um, you know how, like, when you're not drinking and somebody is drunk, it's yeah. sometimes it's. But it depends. Most people that we hang out with are pretty cool. Like Rachel's an excellent drinker. We're we're good drinking buddies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she doesn't fall down or get crazy. You right. know. But then there are those kind of people. Like I dated lots of girls that I I can't stomach when I'm sober. You know. <laughs> no, she's good like that. She she'll I think she knows her limits. She's plus it'll give her a headache. That's always fun the uh, next morning. I get that too, and uh, yet I still continue to do it. I I can't do the day drinking. I think that's where I the got, problem lies. You know what? I don't. I never get headaches. I get one headache. I don't even know how you deal with headaches. Well, that's because you're thin and trim and you hydrate. Well, there you go. You're in good shape. If I had a wake, if I drank, and every time I drank, I got a headache. Every time I drank, I threw up. It's like the most negative reinforcement ever. So, Lenny, you're a smart guy. I am not very bright. All right. Well, there's the bottom line. I like to continue the headaches and the nonsense. You answered your own question. Why don't you drink? Because I'm a smart guy. Thank you very much. You're the best, Dave. And you know, the worst time this time of the year, you know, when you know, I'm always texting you at the tailgates. Oh God. Because I'm a mess. I have gifts for you. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Did you get the gentleman? I did get the Jets flash drive, but do you know with the Jets flash drive, you can update these drives. It's a let me explain to the people listening, your fifty <laughs> listeners. This is a Jets flash drive. You put it in, and it'll tell you every stat of the Jets forever, since the dawn of time. Oh, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it was just season by season. No, I think it's well every. Well, yeah, season by since the beginning of the Jets. No, but I mean, I thought it was just 2013. No, I think it's everything, and it'll update. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you tell me, and then it'll update. That's the way it was last year. Oh, it was. It'll up. No, supposedly though, you can put this in and hit a button, and it'll update oh, it to the current new. year. Oh. So you don't. Here, there's two more. Thank you so you much. And then also, these are my favorite. I brought you a flag <gasps> of some sort. I don't know what this is. Well, I'm not going to put that like up this car. year, you but yeah, <laughs> I think you put a thing in I there. I usually it put it. I usually put it uh, in my something like that in my apartment on my door. If there there's a game, I haven't had to use one in about ten years. But uh, <laughs> no, thank you, Lenny. Now, you Lenny, go. let me explain. Lenny works for the Giants. I don't know whether you're uh, familiar with uh, 
this that happened um, oh, no. this week after I gave you gifts. Manning fumbles it. Still loose in the end zone. Jennings trying to pick it up, and it's going to be a touchdown recovered by Jacksonville. That was bad. Yeah. We have a, a slight injury problem on our offensive line. Oh, we is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't block it, so Eli Manning's a sitting duck. I feel bad for him because, I mean, the funny thing is, every you know, I listen to the fan all yeah. the time, so I'm always listening to Friends people complaining about the Giants. I mean, you've won two Super Bowls in five years, yeah. is it? Yeah. How dare Three. they? It's not even complaining. I think mostly the hosts complain. You listen to the fans. Well, so they're Mike, just trying to be fan friendly. But well, Mike Frances is mean, calling for Tom Coughlin's job. Oh, like, give me a break. Frances is such a douche, and yet he's my favorite DJ. <laughs> like, <laughs> I listen to his show every well, Sunday. Well, that's what everybody is because he does some things that are really well, like game analysis and whatever. But when he calls for a guy's head after like one game, like, come on, who can call for Tom Coughlin's head? He's one. He's given you two Super Bowls. It's so unfair. You have one or two bad seasons. Plus, he doesn't know anything about what goes inside that organization. Well, that's what I was going to talk to you about. First of all, I mean, Lenny um, works actually for the Giants. How did you get that job? Uh, I went to SUNY Albany. For college, is this I'm waiting for to be you. funny. I'm well, so I was, I was, I'm always waiting for some. Dave I went Jessica to Ithaca College. Oh, there so you go. I'm that was our arch rival at the time. Right. In football, <laughs> sports. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I met a guy named John Berger. We both worked for the football team up there. He was. Uh, he ended up going from that. He was friends with Wellington Mara as well. He loves football. Oh wow. He was a kid when he he wrote the old man Wellington Mara letters when he was a child and saying I want to come work for you I'm a big football fan wow. and the old man wrote him back no it's way it's the greatest story the old man writes him back and says hey when you're old enough come work for me at training camp so he gets to like 15 writes him he's like they they're pen pals over the years he's like I like to come he's like come on down so the the, the Giants hire <laughs> I'm this guy with my mouth wide open right? the Giants hire this guy to go down there. Uh, and he's, you know, he works at their training camp. So then he goes to college, and he's still working through college. That's his, you know, s- summer job at training camp. <sighs> what a dream. Yeah, mean, he's working for the Giants. La- you can laid with that, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So then, so then uh, <laughs> when he gets out of college, he, the whole world goes computers, right? Right at the time that he leaves college. And he leaves college with a computer science oh. degree. And he goes, I would like to be your computer science oh guy. God. And they're like, well, it just so happens we need somebody. It's <laughs> been very long. Boom, he's the computer science guy. Now, the whole, now he's got three people under him. Years go by, and now he's sort of like a hybrid coach. He's got to do all the tendencies, and you know, he's... He still works there. He still works for the Giants. Job. So about 1991, uh, two, he's like, you want to come in and the whole statistical system. They used to do a paper and yeah, pens yeah. or whatever. They're gonna write us computer system. Do you guys do you want to work on it? It was me and this other guy that also knew was also a computer guy, also worked with the football team. We we're like, yeah, it's only on game days. Perfect. That works out with my schedule. Eight days a year, maybe yeah. sometimes two, ten, 10 for uh, preseason right. and maybe two more for whatever. I'm like, yes, and uh, basically that's it. The rest is history. I've been there ever since. So that's 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 the exact opposite story of my career. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything worked out from for this guy. Yeah, this is the luckiest man of, of all time, maybe. Well, I mean, he, what is, he he's is he married? Tre- Does he have yeah, kids? He's married. What's he's his wife look kids. like? His wife is very. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping she's kind of you know disgusting please tell me i'm not gonna tell you come on how many kids does he have he's got two kids he's they're great they, they, the boy also works does he the have a mansion and a yacht <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> um 
That's uh, it's that's, great. The, the son is there too. They look alike. Every time he they win the Super Bowl, he gets a ring. Look, look, I get to try thing. on the Every ring. Every time they win the Super yeah. Bowl, get, that must be so nice for it's you to say. So nice, Dave. You know, I've sent you the picture of me <laughs> wearing the ring. Pretty, but you didn't get a ring though. I thought I you did. I actually no. thought you everybody got a ring because no. those. Maras are pretty cool, actually. They're they, not that cool. Oh, they're not that cool. <laughs> no, I don't blame them. I'm a game day employee, you know. Um, but we do get, you know, uh, they'll get us tickets to the Super Bowl. So, Well, you mean this year or all the no, time? No, when we go. Oh, I right. Mean, you always bring Neil, right? I've brought Neil Potter uh, several times to the Super Bowl. You know, I was just telling uh, Gina, Gina the story <laughs> the other day of the first Super Bowl. They were playing New England, or the, the next to last one. Right. They are playing New England. And New England's undefeated, so right. my favorite story. Everybody thinks they're gonna be the coronation of the king. The Giants are eleven and a half point underdogs, or something like that. No, so I think actually they were only three and a half. No, they were eleven point underdogs in the game. They were one of the highest underdogs in the in the Super Bowl, Bowl? in the first one. Not yeah, the yeah, the first. Yeah, in what was it, forty two in, in Arizona? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, Vegas lost more money on that Super Bowl than any other time in the I history. Thought of the world. Were no, because they were too high. Underdog. Anyway. No, everybody's going there. Brady's got parties scheduled. Everybody's got parties. You know, it's going to be this big coronation of the right. undefeated team of all time. Miami Dolphins are crying somewhere, you know. Right, right. And, uh, and so and I, I can't get anybody can't to go with me. I have an yet. extra ticket. I have an extra ticket. They give me two tickets, and I, I can't take anybody because nobody wants to spend, like, I don't know, 1500 to go to Glendale, Arizona to watch them get crushed. Right. So I can't. I'm begging. I almost took Esty. <laughs> uh, I mean, I talk to everybody. I talk to everybody. You want to go? I don't know. No, nah, I. Yeah, and it turns turns out to be like the greatest game in yeah, Giants of history. all time. Yeah. Um. You know, Neil went. I love that season. I I, I don't care for the Giants that much because right. you know I just get angry that the Jets are just always overshadowed. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a Giants fan. Uh, you know, I was a very big Giants fan. And then the reason why we be- I became a Jets fan oh, this is gonna be awesome. was because Parcells started to coach the Jets. So then we got season tickets. What? That's what happened. That was your move? That's what happened. It just happened. And then all of a sudden I was like, I like the Jets and I'm, I'm just mad at everybody else. I, I don't know why that happened. You deserve the pain and torture. But then the funny thing, I, I guess I always liked the Jets because I can even remember watching the fake spike and being yeah. like, I, like, I remember always watching Jets games. But yet, always just remembering giant Super Bowls. <laughs> you're the perfect Jets fan because you're like the tortured soul. Yeah. So you are that guy. Yeah, like the Jets and the Mets. I'm an idiot. Ugh. Comes from upbringing. My parents wow. are idiots too. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get enough of that line. I do it every week. But um, that that year was so amazing because, first of all, the way they won is ironically, uh, they beat the Patriots in the last game of the season. Mm. The Patriots had the oh they I'm sorry they, they lost right. but they played them tough and the Patriots right. had the choice. Do you go for the undefeated or do you lie down? Right. If they had lied down, that could have changed their entire MO because the Giants played so hard that I think it gave them confidence to go then, I believe, beat Tampa Bay, which mm-hmm. was easy, yeah. and then um, and then beat everyone they lost to in the regular season, go on the road and beat uh, the Cowboys, right. and then go on the road and beat, beat Brett Favre. And that picture of Tom Coughlin all frozen. frozen, I mean, how do you not love this guy? There with this, you know, this seventy-year-old man sitting there in the <laughs> freezing cold, and I mean that was amazing. They had to go beat everybody, and then to beat the undefeated team that they lost to again in the last game of the season. I mean that story is fantastic. And at the end of it, as they're holding up the trophy, you're at home going, "I used to be a Giants fan. <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> 
But yeah, that was on that last uh, that last game. You know, Eli wasn't playing that well late in that season. No, he was. I remember that thrashing against the Vikings they took. When he took that thrashing, I was in the stadium and we were like miserable because I really thought that was a good team. Like there was times where I'm at the stadium going, no, I don't know about this year. But that team was a really good football team. And I remember standing after the game was over and we're printing out the stats for everybody and thinking, we may need a new quarterback because, like, that was just – we have hit bottom with this guy. I'm so I mean, glad you said that because – It was really upsetting. Like, I love Eli Manning. He showed amazing promise, but the couple weeks there were awful. So we get to the last game against New England, and, I mean, I, like I said, we had the running backs. We had everything going. I'm like, we have a good football team. Why can't we put it together? So they play that game, and they didn't get to Brady. They didn't get to Brady in that game like they did in the Super Bowl. They they played them tough, but they didn't pass rush him. And I thought, unless you get to him, they got to him a little bit. And I thought, but when I watched that game, Eli was, it was a different guy. It was, he was on fire that whole game. It was a turnaround To the game, point where I, I say. stood I up. I remember this vividly. I stood up in the booth to the other statistician. I go, I don't know who number 10 is <laughs> right there, but that's not the same guy who's been playing football. I mean, something just clicked. And from that second on, he was just the man that whole playoff i have a they were incredible friend who i made a signed document to who he has at his office it's nash man 76 from the pool yeah um that says that i've signed that says the giants will never win the super bowl with eli manning's quarterback <laughs> that same year after that vikings game uh, and well, then i had to sign it for him and autograph after it all <clears throat> you know what i that was one where i was like just muttering under my breath that wasn't a, i've had the kiss of life for a couple of these guys that was one where i thought you know like we fit bottom Tiki was the other one. He was such a good running back, but he that couldn't hold on to the ball. That guy's such a dick. That's one of the <laughs> things I was going to bring up. I think their fortunes changed as soon as they removed that cancer sore. And Shockey. Right, right. That guy, too. Absolutely. But yeah. Tiki, which I even have one of the articles here uh, from the Post, like now he's bashing Coughlin again. I mean, this guy just won't stop. He did that the year they won the Super Bowl. That's right. He went to NBC, started announcing, and, and they're like, Tiki... You knew this was going to happen. He goes, I told them. To- I know he doesn't talk like that, him, yeah. but I'm sorry, I can't help. Um, <laughs> I like a- told them. <laughs> He's like a sharecropper. <laughs> but I, he was being such a wise ass and a jerk off, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they won, and you didn't hear from Tiki Barber for three years yep. until – now, when he's back and bashing Coughlin again, it's it's ridiculous. It's amazing this guy how sucks. he comes out when they. Those he's guys, a he's tool. Dead. He is a tool, and it turned out he was Coughlin changed his career. He fumbled like crazy. Coughlin came yeah, in, taught him machine. how to fumble, and his whole career took off. His whole career just took off, and. At the end of the day, like these guys just don't realize what some of these coaches have done for them, you no, know. Like, and he's been a dick from day one when it yeah. comes to Coughlin. And I don't know. I just wish he would get off TV. They got rid of him and Jeremy Shockey, and Eli just blossomed. That's yeah, what it was that's because what it they was. didn't have to hear Shockey going to the huddle. You could tell. You ever play football in the park and somebody goes, "I'm open, I'm open." No, I'm still <laughs> open. I'm still. Open. That was Jeremy Shockey. Well, he was an idiot too. Comes from go. upbringing. Go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I can't believe you didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and. Uh, That happens a lot, like when the Seattle uh, baseball team got rid of Alex Rodriguez or Texas got rid of, you know, all of a sudden they they all started getting better because they got rid of this prima donna. That's right. And that seems to be the case a lot of times. And it's funny that um, um, the Knicks aren't winning anything until they get rid of Carmelo Anthony. Absolutely. That guy's a troublemaker. You're 100% yeah. right. I've said that a million times. Yeah, but you I know what? Know they don't have realize a, it. They will have a tiny window next year where they're good, but they're never going to beat LeBron James and the Spurs and right. all those teams from out west. Yeah, Carmelo's not. You got to get rid of the. Uh, he's that guy, you know. You got to get rid of the prima donnas. Let me just. Um, we have the. We have a sponsor? 
No. Oh. <laughs> I have 30 listeners, Lenny. Please. That's very kind of you. But uh, uh, no, I wanted to talk about Mandar um, Cologne. No. I do a. Uh, <laughs> I do a college uh, tease. You know, college game day this week. They're going to sure. Waco. Okay. Um, but I do a, a tease with um, names that I, you know, I put together names like. Uh, Who are they playing Baylor, by the way? Baylor is playing Kansas State, I think. Okay. Do you know that is Neil Potter's alma mater, Baylor University? Oh, no, I didn't know yeah. that. What's so great about Neil Potter? How many times are we going to bring up this jerk? Um, you name? brought him up first. I know. All right. I love Neil. But uh, last week, you know, I, 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 get, I do these um, like six or seven team teasers where I spell out somebody's name. The teaser, again, I explain it to everybody, is you get 10 points either way for the team you know, that you can choose, but you got to bet a lot of them to win you know, your money. So last week I spelled out, because my nephew was here, I spelled out Bowser, which is the evil character in Super Mario Brothers or something. Oh, I thought it was Shanana. Right, exactly. You would because you're an old, washed up, <laughs> non-alcoholic man. Um, <laughs> but um, I lost that by one game. I got everything. You I got picked the, all the rest? Yeah, I got wow. the Duke Blue Devils correct. I got the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers the Florida State Seminoles, the Ducks of Eugene, Oregon. That's where I spell out B-O-W-S-E-R. Okay. And the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. Nice. But I lost on the Rice Owls. Hmm. One game, and I lost $245. Okay, so what's this week? This week, I spelt out, it was difficult. There's not as many games. Uh-huh. I spelt out Marcus. You did not. Yes, I did. All right, go for it. All right. We're taking the SMU Mustangs. Okay. The M. Okay. Plus 21 and a half points at UConn. Now, again, last week I had plus 17 and a half points at Rice, and they lost 70 to 20. So <laughs> Eric Dickerson is playing in that game, so you're, you uh. might, I might have a chance. <laughs> um, what did I? Oh, I took Alabama. Okay. Okay, over Missouri, minus four and a half for the A in Marcus. That could happen. For the R. Uh-huh. I had to, there was nothing. So I took the St. Louis Rams plus seven and a half over the Redskins. That's Red my Skins. childhood team. It is? Perfect. It's so weird. Do you know Frank Santapadre? Uh, yes. I had him in a couple weeks ago. That's yeah. his favorite team. Oh. And he doesn't even like football. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. We like the curly Q helmets. They're cute. Yeah, I kind of like those, too. I liked when they were the greatest show on turf. They I were. I really loved that team. I, I went really to that liked. Super Bowl with Neil. No, you did With Neil Potter. Wow. There, you dropped his name again. Yeah, we went to that Super Bowl, and it, that play happened right in front of us. Oh, little, no the way. The Literally, we're in the end zone. First row of the end zone. That's my favorite run. scene in uh, oh my God, was great. that movie, uh, Castaway, uh, where she talks about where he's been on the island for four years, Tom Hanks, and she he goes to see uh, Helen Hunt, you know, and yeah. for the first time, yeah. and he's like, "Let me get this straight." And you think he's gonna just say this <laughs> prolific thing? He goes, "Houston doesn't have a football team anymore," <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, um, yeah, actually, yeah. they became the Tennessee Titans, right. made it to the Super Bowl, lost by half a foot." Like she explains right. it, you know, for all time, <laughs> and um, that was I, the game I, I was that. at. For the C in Marcus, I picked the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Okay. Plus 29 against against their rivals, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a tough one. Well, it's a rivalry game, but uh, you would hope. But plus 29, you would think. I got this in the bag. But, uh, <laughs> all right. For the U, I had some tough, so I had to pick the University of Oregon. <laughs> I picked the Ducks. All right. Uh, minus three and a half over Arizona. Arizona, okay. the team that's beaten them once before, can they do it again Coach and the knock year. them out mm. of the playoff? Right. And then the Seminoles of Florida State, plus six and a half over Georgia Tech for the S in Marcus. Nice. Let's I see what happens. I $100 on that to win 245 Whoa, whoa, whoa. You put actual money on this stuff? Yeah. That's it's the name of the show. It's called The Spread. It's a gambling show. Hello? Did I not make that clear? No. Oh, I guess I didn't. 
right. So what do you think? Uh, what do you like this week? Do you know? Do you ever listen to my pendulum picks? No, I d- I'm still on the puppets. My <laughs> right. <laughs> my friend Irene Bremis. Do you know her? I know comedian. Uh huh. She has a pendulum. Makes th- I've explained this every week. It's kind of funny. Uh, makes uh, the pendulum makes picks. Makes the picks. I've seen that pendulum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, you've seen her pendulum. No, I've seen uh, people oh, with okay. that pendulum. She makes the picks. She gets seven in a row correct at the beginning of the season. Then there was a problem because I don't think she was concentrating. <laughs> then she got back. <laughs> uh, then we now we've got problems. The second week in a row, well, what's she's her lost. record? It's um, nine and three now. That's pretty good. It's very good. Now this week I went against the format, and I usually give her the games to pick. Yeah. This time I said, just pick what you think is best. Okay. And um, the pendulum this week picked the Dallas. Bears game on Thursday, actually. That's tomorrow. Okay. And the pendulum picked... Dallas plays two Thursdays in a row. I know. That's weird. It's really weird. Yep. Um, so is the Bears. The pendulum picked uh, Chicago. What, I think that's spread? a horrible pick. It's a minus... It's, well, they're plus three and a half or, or three, maybe. And, and our pool, they're Dallas three and a half. Beat them but bad. I hate that pick. So I, now yeah. I'm thinking, do we... We'll see no. what happens this week. Maybe we bet against the pendulum. No, I think the pendulum <laughs> is angry at her for burying it in the backyard <laughs> the first week that it lost. It seems to know stuff. She didn't bury it in the backyard. She did. <laughs> she scolded it, and then it's been wrong ever since. Nice. Yeah, so mm. I don't know. We'll see. No, no, what like do you Dallas. like What do you like this week? Well, I like Have Dallas you? after hearing that. <laughs> right? Um... Are you picking the Giants over Tennessee? Of course. Are you? Yeah, we're gonna we're better I did than too. if if Pew is healthy. Pew. Pew. Our right tackle. We're on. A That's s- how you pronounce that guy's name. Pew. You Justin know, um, Pew. Mrs. Pew is in that uh, movie <laughs> Black Annie. <laughs> when you're through, Mrs. Pew comes to take your b- whatever it's from Annie. <laughs> Nothing. No, <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> yeah, usually, my guests uh, are familiar with the show. I didn't tunes. know that. I, you, you didn't know? Sorry, I didn't know. I don't know Annie. I'm not familiar with that. It's Listen, a hard knock life for us. <laughs> it's the hard knock life for us. Instead of kicking, oh no, instead of tricking, we get tricked. <laughs> oh, now they they've changed it. Said it, it nothing left for you a smidge when you're in an orphanage. But that's but now they didn't call it an orphanage with oh, what black they call Annie. It? It's I think. It's like something that rhymes with foster home. Oh, okay. <laughs> I you were going to say project. I think it's honeycomb. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. It's the second half of the show. <laughs> That's great. Where'd you get you that? That's it. like uh, out of the, like, the seven. Let's say like a Carol like Burnett I know, coming right? out of commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when we talk about television. Okay, good. Now, I'm obsessed with the show Mulaney. Okay. I thought we were going to talk Odd Couple. By the way, I uh, on December 16th, I was supposed to do a live version of the Odd Couple yes. at the Village Underground, but I am postponing that <sighs> because I, I Colin Quinn can't do it, and I want to get him. Wait, who's he? Colin Quinn is a comedian. No, that, who is uh, he in no, the show? You I, know. I, uh, I don't care yet because I could have him either as Felix or Oscar, but it's Gilbert Gottfried, Colin. I was going to get Artie, but he has been not seen for a while. Artie Lang? Yeah, because he wants to do it. Okay. And John McEnroe to play Bobby Riggs. <laughs> but they both can't make it on the 16th, so I really want to <laughs> wait until I have my perfect cast. Riggs Pigs. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Oh, man. How great would that be? McEnroe playing Bobby Riggs? That'd be great. So they want to do it. It's for charities for Big Brothers yeah. um, at the Village Underground. No one's been really nice to, even though I keep rescheduling and stuff. Right. Because so, he knows I want to, you know, he knows it's going to be great if we get it together. Man, I want in. 
You do? Of course. Well, that'd be great. I, I mean, love the you, odd couple. Maybe you could play Murray. I'm too thin for Murray. You, but you have the nose. I know. Uh, no, but it's a radio play. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to act it out like you did that. Uh, no, because um, it's too much. Then I'll never be able to get these guys. Uh, I'll play you know Murray. what I'm saying? You got me. Is that cool? Sure. Fine. But we'll do it live in front of an audience. It'll be great. Awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, that's um, it's postponed. I'm sorry, everybody. Right. I know I keep uh, teasing to it, but I want to do it the right way, and it's okay. going to be great when it happens. Back so. to Mulaney. You know who already would be great for Speed if you had an episode? Is Speed in there? I, I don't do any of the episodes of Speed. That's when the show wasn't very good. Oh, really? I think they stopped doing no, that the after the second one. season. The Christmas I hate one. that one. What? I can't stand it. The, the one with the Scrooge everything? I yeah. can't stand it. It's oh, my boring. God. That's Oh, I love it. Drives that me crazy. One. Christmas, humble, humble, fire, yeah. wee. He's got a great line. It doesn't work for me. Mm. All right. Um, Mulaney. Do you are you friends with him? Yes. Are you? Well, not friends, friends. I know John. Everybody talks about him as a very nice guy. He is a great guy. But I'm sorry. That show stinks. It's bad. It's a bad show. And he's really funny and he will get Somebody wrote a great review like don't judge John Mulaney by Mulaney. Well, I think they've they, I'm not sure what they were going for there. I don't Let's listen to his uh, stand-up comedy that's actually on the show. Okay. Finding an apartment in New York is insane. You move to New York and you realize that you can either afford an apartment in New York or an entire block in Alabama. What's the matter with that? Looking for an apartment totally changes your way of thinking. I remember I was looking for an apartment and I went to see that Johnny Depp movie, Public Enemies. And there's a scene where Johnny Depp is thrown into a jail cell. And my first thought when I saw the cell literally was, whoa, that place gets good light. <laughs> I was looking for an apartment once online and uh, the listing had two photos. One photo was of a sink, and the other photo was of Washington Square Park. As if to say, this terrible sink is nowhere near Washington Square Park. I was looking for an apartment, and a realtor showed me a tiny apartment. I can't take it anymore. I'm okay. sorry. Well, I don't know that if, if, Look, the, if hey, that's listen, exact that or is, written specifically for the show. Okay, but, but that's done on the show. And it's done in front of a live audience. In front so of a live audience. I'm not here. Those are sweetened laughs because those oh. aren't real laughs because it says taped in front of a live audience. But I have shows that are actually like The Odd Couple, which we know is truly taped in front of a live audience. And we've heard those laughs before. Right. Now, what I'm trying to say here is um, that's not the worst part of that show. No, here's the worst part is that here's a much better way to talk about apartments. In oh, New I York. live in New York City in the hottest All apartment right. ever in You're New York City. Me. My apartment is 450 degrees at Dave? all times. <laughs> Just take it, Lenny. It's so hot in my apartment, <laughs> I don't have roaches. I hear it's bigger laughs. It's too hot for roaches. I have scorpions. That's a pretty big laugh. I know Letterman Show, that's Lenny on the Letterman Show, and I know they do various applause. But let me point out an example of a real laugh. This is from your act on the Letterman Show with a very genuine, complete laugh. By the way, I hate when people want to try my glasses. It drives me nuts. They're always like, I love your glasses. Can you try your glasses? Can you try your glasses? Then I let them try my glasses. They go parading around the room. What's the first thing they ask? Hey, Lenny, how do I look? It's a pause, but then, then people get it. That's a genuine laugh on a real show that's not sweetened or anything, and, and that's a tough crowd. But that Letterman show is the toughest <laughs> performance you can... Am I wrong? You know how it is there. It's no, they're really a great tough. crowd. I think they're, they're a, a great, great crowd, crowd, but it's tough. It's a tough room, like the way the room is laid out and stuff, right? I like it. I, it's a theater. You got big laughs. Thank you. And I've seen people on that show that Not get, get applause. Right. And when you get applause, it means you stink. <laughs> you know I'm right. 
Um, you got laughs and Thank then you, applause. Thank you, they, Dave. You know, because they, and, and on that joke, which I really like, because it's one of those ones that caught me too, because I was like, I don't know what he's, oh my God, I just got it. And that's like the best, you know, <laughs> the time kind of laugh. But Dave, to be fair to Mulaney, I don't, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to just defend Mulaney. The no, whole no, time. I, I don't, everybody does when they come here. They're all afraid of him. <laughs> I'm not afraid of afraid of who? Mulaney? Yeah. I'm not afraid of Mulaney. No, I don't know. He's a sweetie. But he but here's the thing. Um my that bit or those bits I'm doing for Letterman, I'm not fooling around. That's like in the top echelon of I worked that I worked that I worked. I think that I've not heard him do those apartment jokes. So he might have written those specifically for that episode. Okay, so, so what he's had like so, two so weeks he has, to work. He has on comedy it, writers write for a network television show and they can't be better than that? I'm Ye sorry, Lenny, I'm not right. buying it. All right, well, that's, that's Cause, my uh, defense. Because the stuff that Seinfeld does on his show right. is really funny and laugh out loud funny. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's just not working. Okay. Now, the thing is... But I don't think this show... You're going to win this battle because his show is... I don't think this is long for the world. I mean... Oh, no, it's horrible, and it's already canceled. But, oh, I, I'm not, but, but the so problem with it... it look, at, here, listen. Those building tenant meetings are the best. So many old, angry people. I hope I spend the twilight of my life screaming about the condition of a laundry room. We should start a game where you take a drink every time someone uses the Nazis to make their point. Three different people said the term Gestapo-like to describe the mailmen. Good stuff. You, oh, you hello, happy? you left the meeting with cookies. Yes. Made by Rini with the filthy apartment and all the birds. Thank you, Oscar. We will definitely put these in our mouths. <laughs> Sorry I got angry in there. Even though Buddha teaches that the material world is an illusion, these menus on the doors are driving me crazy. Oh, oh, oh now... All right, all right. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, check this out. This is, uh, I don't know whether I still have it. Oh. You know, I've never been to one of these BMX bike competitions before, but I figured your stunts would be a little more complicated than what you're doing, and that there'd be a bike. <laughs> Do, do, do you think that's funny? That's a, sh a Disney show called Dog with a Blog, and it's a dog talking, okay? And that was funnier than what we just heard for 10 minutes. You're welcome. That's right. I'm proving my point. Here's uh, my... I had my... Thank you. You're awful. <laughs> my nieces and nephews, um, they came in and did a scene for Melanie last week. Hey, do we have stamps? Oh, wait. No. Ugh. Forget it. Oh, that's... All right, that's the, the actual Melanie one. Okay, okay, wait. Then I have... Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hold on, where is it? Oh, here. You're evil. Hey, do we have stamps? No. <laughs> Forget it. I'll just have bad credit. How are you guys? I'm great. I think I'm finally getting the hang of working for Luke. Oh, I stopped it by Luke Cannon, and things with Kristen are looking good. I really want you to meet her, but hey, try to be nice to her. When am I not nice to your girlfriends? Remember Erica sophomore year? You appreciate year? the laugh track. Oh, right? Erica the racist. Do you know she wouldn't eat? Thai food? She was allergic to peanuts. When my nephew comes in, it's unbelievable. It's not my fault, John. You just picked bad woman. Most of the time, I'm perfectly friendly. The doorbell's ringing. I swear to God, if that is a person... This is good stuff, It's right? not. It's Andre. Here goes my nephew. You ready, Billy? Oh, you're home. I was gonna leave a message. Okay. He's trying a character. You see? I mean, he's trying. He's trying more so than the people. Here's the problem with Mulaney. This is the only reason I'm upset. Uh, first of all, I really do like bad television, so I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm upset that it's canceled because I like making fun of it every day. The problem is Martin Short is on it. Martin Short is a genius. They are ruining you getting Martin Short to be in a sitcom. That girl, Nassim Pedron, yeah. I pronounce her name wrong every Pedron. time. She's really talented. Yeah. 
wasted. Right. Uh, Elliot Gould is a major talent mm -hmm. and a living legend playing this gay guy with the worst lines that you've heard yeah. ever. It, two weeks ago, they had Penny Marshall and Lorraine Bracco on, and they did nothing. Wow. It's driving me crazy. I'm sorry. It's all this talent because Lauren Michaels is the producer right. and they're getting all these people and it's just completely ruined. And it's bothering me in so many ways because even um, Saturday Night Live now for their 40th anniversary has been showing old Saturday Night Lives at 10 o'clock uh, before the new ones at 1130. Last week, they had an old one from the second season. Paul Simon was the guest. Right. And his special guest was George Harrison. And um, and it was really funny, and it, it's clearly Lauren Michaels infused. That's the classic one where he's talking to George Harrison that he's – Lauren Michaels in the first season says, I'm going to give the Beatles $3,000 if they right. come in and reunite. So this is an episode later, and George Harrison is there, and he goes, I told you it's 3000 for all of you. <laughs> now, I mean, that's really funny. Right. And then Paul Simon and George Harrison sing a song together just <laughs> with two guitars. First they sing um, – here comes the sun, right? And then they sing like "Homeward Bound" together. I mean, it's a, one of his, one of his. I mean, this is a great show. I mean, it's a, it's unbelievable. And that was Lauren Michaels produced, and now it's over. He doesn't know how to use the people properly, and I'm sorry. I'm really upset by Martin Short is a genius. Now let me just say this one thing: Peter Pan, yeah, happening tomorrow. That's right. We tape this on Wednesdays. Happening tomorrow. <laughs> the SCTV yeah. did the greatest version of Peter Pan of that, all time. That's right. I'm flying. That's John Candy as Divine <laughs> in Peter Pan. That's right. And he's flying through the window. He's crashing through right. all the stuff. And <laughs> yes, it's Divine, starring as the boy who wouldn't grow up. I won't grow up. <laughs> and the people who are holding the wires are flying up yeah. with them. Yeah. <laughs> but then Martin Short comes in later. And recite a silly rule. And you will be captured by pirates, headed by the villainous Captain Hook, as portrayed by film director David Steinberg. <laughs> Which is Martin Short. To the mask and show them no mercy. <laughs> I know you'll appreciate it. Yeah. You know Steinberg. Love Steinberg. Who's the meanest old man in the world? Me, Captain Hook. Me, Captain Hook. <laughs> Who's the evil? My favorite line is coming up, which makes Martin Short a genius. You'll see. It's me. <laughs> You'll be sore, Captain Hook. Peter Pan will save us. Ooh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. I'm tired of hearing about Peter Pan. Not only do I resent his ability to fly, but to me, John, I find... <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, that's my favorite part. When to he says, me... to me, John, when yeah. he calls the kid John, the middle kid. Nobody <laughs> talks about John and Peter Pan, but he's using his name. It's right. like, But to me, John, I feel... I mean, that to me is like the funniest thing. It's completely Martin Short. You know yeah. it's just... it's only something that he would think of <laughs> and he is in this show and we have him on a series you know 20 30 years after the legendary CTV, and he is just being wasted and it drives me insane i'm but sorry th but that's a sketch show that's what martin short does best any when has martin short been in a sitcom that he's played just you know a character and the show's flown uh the the closest well, thing is how i met your mother was he in that hey, for a minute? I didn't even know that, but he was in a show years ago called The Associates or something like that. Like before Nothing. he was right on S, you know, eh. CTV. I agree, he's a sketch he's right, a, but he's still a, a legend and a genius, and they're just not using him properly, and it drives me insane. Well, that, that's why the show's going off the air. It's got a lot of problems. Well, it's also going off the air because it's just uh, they moved it to seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah, it's like it. against sixty minutes. Right, 
but so they moved it to 7.30, and it did so badly, it killed Fox's entire Sunday night lineup. <laughs> Even with the cartoons and everything? Yeah. Th- oh it it killed the Simpsons. I have the, the ratings here because I – it's not just for Melania. I mean, this is what I do on the show. And um, <laughs> 60 Minutes had its biggest week in two years because – it was following the Packers Pats game. Right. You know, but that was big. So it's the fourth watch show in America because the Thanksgiving football game is number one. NBC is bad. All their shows are very bad. <laughs> and they're just okay. Like the Blackness, just okay. Whereas the other shows are, you know, like the, the Big Bang Theory, CBS has that. They have um, NCIS. They have all this stuff. NBC doesn't have anything. The Voice. They That's have the, the voice yep. and they have football. Right. And they're winning every week. That's right. For those two things. That's it's right. fascinating. The voice, football, and the blacklist. So football, Sunday night football, and Thursday night football, seven point four ratings. Mm-hmm. The sixty minutes is a four point three. That's how much it drops. And that was still big. Like when the big bang theory is up there, when right. it's not a repeat, it gets like a three point one. That drops four points. It's wow. amazing how popular football is. But it I is. mean we know that already. Yes. But still uh, so 60, so yeah, they took it and it ruined the lineup. Everything on Fox on Sunday night fell because two weeks ago the Simpsons were in it. Mm. You know, Family Guy, well, the oh Family God. Guy doesn't make it, but I mean, all that Sunday Just night crap. lineup because of Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> I like to blame. They had Dancing with the Stars. It's huge. It's, uh, it was like they had a special. It was on, it was in six. This is the Thanksgiving week, so a lot of places had specials and stuff. Yeah. But, um, NCIS is this New Orleans, that new one. Yes. Powerhouse moved up to 10 from 18. Right. Gotham is really, I, I, I'm I on the fence it. on How that show. It? It's okay. Yeah. I go back and forth with it. Have you seen it, Gina? No. It, it went from <laughs> 21 to 12. The Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is at 14. That And that's a horrible episode. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? It's not Charlie Brown Christmas. It's oh, not no. Great Pumpkin. Oh. It's a bad Charlie Brown. <laughs> and it still is just kicks ass. It's Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah, it's a classic. And um, the show Once Upon a Time, which I do like, right? Uh, that's up there. And you I watch like every show. Do you watch every show? I watch a lot of shows. I watch Scorpion, that new one. I How's that the, one? It's I love it. People make fun of it all. You the time, love the chick. I, What's her name? Catherine McVie. Yeah, <laughs> I do like her, and I like the fact that she can sing. And sometimes she does on the show. All right. Oh, I'm she kind does. Of a sucker. A lot of times on this show, I talk about how much I like theater. <laughs> I've even what have you seen lately in the theater? Uh, well, I wrote an article. I write articles for the Huffington Post all the time. And I've I wrote, seen a couple of those. Um, I saw the Sting one, the sh- last ship, uh, which Sting is now going to be oh, in. Yeah. And of course, I missed it with him. But I saw I, your review. Well, because I was talking about how Sting is completely. It's kind of another example of Melania, <laughs> like Lauren Michaels doesn't care, right? And that's the problem with the show because it's probable that John Melania, if he had his way, could probably make a better show. But he's under this. You know. You know. Lauren Michaels is the well, they moved the it. They, somebody turned this show down. I think it was uh, some like other network, and then they reshopped it, which you never see happen. Right. Once they say no and they pass, Usually. you never see. But yeah. more the power of Lauren That's Michaels. exactly right. It was right. probably NBC, I guess. It was, maybe. I think, NBC, and it got he shopped it right to Fox. Somebody must have, Sting know. is like really into this show. It's yeah. very obvious he's put all his effort and sweat into it because now he's going to be like, look, it's not working. Let me go in it. I'm Sting. Right. I'll be able to sell tickets. Yeah. Um, and I was just comparing because you two, who wrote the Spider-Man musical, yep. didn't give two shits about their show. <laughs> they came five months into the show, and then they saw it, and they're like, whoa, what the hell is this? <laughs> Closed the show down for a month, retooled it, and brought it back, and it was still a bag <laughs> of crap. Because they used was all it? their B-list. No, it was horrible. Oh, okay. it's, it was unwatchable. Well, 
you all know, the flying, for, for I the heard flying, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But the songs are bad. Okay. The performances are bad, mm. and it's all they just they gave their B list material mm. to the show. What they and, wrote uh, it specifically for. They did, but it's not. Mm. Have you heard any of those songs no. from the show? They're no. all bad. Mm. There wasn't one song that no I could toe like. Tappers? Yeah, no, exactly. Right. And that's. I'm sorry. That's what I'm old school. I look for that in a musical. That's why the Book of Mormon is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Because yeah. you leave that theater singing Humming. most of the songs. Yeah. Um, we saw a good show. What's the name? Do you know? Oh, I heard that's uh, amazing. Yeah, Curious Incidents of the Dog in the Night. I don't know if she's on. Uh, well, she, mic, uh, so. You can get on the mic. Let's see. Does it work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was. Did you see it? No, no. It's really good. No, I had to stop. I was seeing too many shows. It was getting too expensive. <laughs> like I've seen everything else. Like I've seen. Well, I've seen a lot of musicals. Uh, this is uh, Oscar Madison and his th- his. Uh, you know, just take that one where uh, do Felix line. does the uh, review for him. Verve and Panache. I love that one. It's like, do you remember when you were sick and uh, Felix took over your column for that day? And he goes, yeah. oh, yeah, he was great. I got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Verve and Panache. Oh, look, wait, I do have this. Uh, you have that one? He was the only American soldier during World War II to receive a medal from the German army. <laughs> From the German army. Yeah, he was a prisoner of war, and the Nazis voted his camp the most hygienic. <laughs> Stamper. Yeah. yeah. He's going great now. Lies. I never accepted that medal. I threw it back in their faces. <laughs> See how funny that line is. That show. It. But to that this line, day, if you watch that show, right, it is so well written. But that the line jokes is, are so is great, good. and you yeah. don't see that in Milady because I've talked about that that one line before because. You're like, Man. oh my God, Oscar's obviously making something up. And then the way it's revealed, right. lies. I never accepted that medal. I <laughs> threw it back in their face like it actually happened. Well, the way it's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Gary Marshall. Right. Well, I mean, uh, back then the writing is so much better than today. They don't just crank it out. I mean, Wait, there was well, so oh, You heard Dog with a Blog? Hold on a second. I mean, <laughs> what? No, I, that was the thing I played before oh. <laughs> with the dog talk. That's a dog talking <laughs> when before. I don't know whether you knew. Dog with a Blog is. It's a horrible show, but I can't get enough of it but because it's for when kids. they have the dog's paws on the typewriter, it makes me laugh. It's on for a, children. It's for children. I know. I shouldn't they be love watching jokes it, but like I can't that. help it. Right. I, well, who doesn't? I mean, it's amazing. Um, the Odd Couple was a hit. No, it wasn't sh- a hit. No, no, no. It was a hit Broadway show. Oh, God, I hate the show. I hate the Broadway show. I hate the movie. <laughs> only the television show works for me. And only the second, third, and fourth, and fifth season, not the first oh season. Oh, my God. You're so picky. I don't like Neil Simon. I think he's overrated in no. a major, major way. Oh, my His God. stuff is not funny. If Take us back to 1960-whatever and say that. Fine, I will. All right, well. I think Unfortunately, I wasn't born yet. You would have been God. A, Finally, I found something I wasn't born yet. You would have been the guy who walked into Neil Simon's apartment. I saw Barefoot in the Park. <laughs> this will never fly. I'm going to Barry Sobel them up. And <laughs> just be like, That's right. Listen, Simon, first of all, I don't like your theater. <laughs> That's right. How dare you get a theater named after that malarkey? I don't know. I've seen so many of his shows, and they've always never been funny. You know, they have, like, so much heavy drama in the middle, and... So I don't like it, it. They're not comedies. They're not all comedies. And it bothers me because then when I finally saw like a comedy, which was this, I remember I saw this play, The Tale of the Allergist's Wife, right. with my favorite actor, uh, Tony Roberts, right. you know, from Annie Hall. Uh-huh. Uh, Max, uh, <laughs> two thugs stole my leotards. I did Shakespeare <laughs> in the Park last night. And I, if you need me, I'll be at, uh, I'll be at Frozen Tundra 7, yeah. 5,000. That's good for the whole day. <laughs> He's my favorite character. <laughs> I actually met him you did? at He's an audition alive, yeah. once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's pretty young, actually. Yeah. Um, and did this guy who I had on the show, uh, 
uh, Frank Santa Padre, he had told me once that, oh my God, Jessica, you're not going to believe this. I got my phone lines crossed, obviously a couple years ago, <laughs> um, with uh, you're not gonna, Tony Roberts. Come on. And he goes, like they're yelling at each other and like, why don't you shut up, jerk off? And he goes, listen, you Tony Roberts sounding stupid jerk off. And he goes, how did you know my name? And he's like, <laughs> what? what? You're kidding. You know, he swear to God. He goes, my friend Dave Juska does an invitation of you. Dave Juska. I don't know that name. So a year later, I run into him at a voiceover audition. And I go, oh, my God. I was trying to keep it cool. Right. But I, I couldn't. I'm like, oh, my God, you're Tony Roberts. With the cross lines. And then he said, Dave Juska. And he goes, all right, all right, relax. <laughs> and then I felt like an idiot, right? But I couldn't contain myself. I was, like, dying because I knew the story. And I'd always, you know, done them on stage oh and stuff. And I love Annie Hall. So... Then we sit down and, and we're sitting next to each other. It's really awkward because I had just been an idiot. Yep. And then he, all of a sudden he goes, oh, wait a minute, I do remember something about a cross line. <laughs> you know, and, and he goes, yes, that's what I was trying to say. He goes, I go, he's like, oh, so what are you doing here? You're doing voiceovers. And I'm like, yeah, I do a great imitation of you. Well, you're not going <laughs> to take my work, are you? Because uh, probably during that voiceover, I was probably doing, they probably called me in because they knew we'd do a Tony Roberts imitation. I knew I was screwed. Yes. I actually got the role over him. No. No, I'm just kidding. I've okay. never gotten anything. <laughs> now, let's see. We're That's almost out of time, but I wanted to, oh, 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 here's what I wanted to say. I'm just going to, oh, first of all, tomorrow morning, folks, this is my favorite thing. Do you like James Bond? Of course. I love James tomorrow Bond. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., they're announcing the new title of the movie. Oh. And I guess the maybe a little bit of the premise. I know it's not. Well, it's kind of exciting for me. I Do mean, you like this new James Bond? I love him. Really? I think Casino Royale is the best Bond movie ever mm. made. Ever. I don't know. Hands down. That's right. Really? I said it. Yeah. No. God, yes. no. Yes. The one poker scene lasts oh like God. an hour. That's why it was so amazing. Well, that, they that, found the a movie... way to make it an, um, uh, an hour-long poker scene and totally entertaining. I could watch it a hundred times. There's two things. One is a poker scene and two. Is that the parkour one when he's jumping? When they, they opens with the parkour, those guys jumping around the buildings. Was that the first one? Oh, yes, that's right. Parkour. Right, really that's that good. Fast running. I'm that sorry. Opening I, I thought you were talking about that was the name of the hotel. No. I'm staying at the parkour. The opening scene's amazing. That's amazing. And that poker scene. Other than that, that movie, come on, drags. No, it doesn't to me at all. I think it's the greatest like movie. And I think that the Bond girl in an Ava Green yeah. is the best Bond woman I've ever seen. She has a backstory. There's there's something to her, and she's really pretty. And e that opening scene where they meet, it's like old-school film noir stuff. It's amazing. I'm going to size you up. By the way, you're talking. I bet you are an orphan. Or whatever. I can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, the scene in the train, it's like North by Northwest. I loved it. And there's my one of my favorite scenes in the movie. They don't air on, uh, like, when it's on commercial stations, like Spike. Yeah. They've taken it out. I've done some, re you know? No, go ahead. You what? It's flogging at the end? Is that the way you're going to tell no, me? No, no. Oh, first of all, that's amazing because when he's cut up, because that's from the book. And oh. I remember it was reading as a kid. I'm like, oh, they'll never do that in a Bond movie. So I was like, oh, my God, this movie has everything. But there's a scene <laughs> where she saves him, yeah. where he gets poisoned. And she uses That's the right. defibrillator. Right. I have trouble pronouncing That's stuff. That's right. That and ventriloquist. You're excited. Uh, <laughs> so th they cut that out of all things. When it's on Spike, when it's on a commercial, they cut that scene out all the time. Why? I don't know. Huh. I've done some research and I can't. <laughs> they've told me why. And, I, and it drives me crazy because I think that's the most poignant part of the movie she because saves she life. saves him life. That's his right. life. That never happened in a Bond film before. And then because he's a manly man. He wakes up and he goes, are you all right? And she goes, am I all right? And that's the whole thing turns. That's when she starts to fall for him. Right. Hello? <laughs>
She said she'll stay with him even though if he had no balls. Is that what uh, see? Doesn't she say? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she says. And then if if all you had left was your pinky finger, <laughs> you would still be more of a man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a great. And movie. how about the follow up to that? The second half. That was horrible. Right. Okay. And Scott Bowe was just that. okay. Yeah. I didn't care for it, but it made a lot of money. Come on, though. I'm not buying any. But I still like Daniel Craig. Sean Connery a lot. was the best. That was those were the best. Goldfinger is the best one by I far. I love Goldfinger. It is my second favorite. And also, you know what's the best thing about it? back in the day? That's when you could still be like a sexist pig. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Well, thank Roger he's, Moore. I mean, that's all yeah. he would do. You he's know? got like, one where he smacks a girl on the ass. That's my little octopussy. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say one thing, and then we got to go. Um, I just have to say this. It's um. Mulaney was nominated for a People's <laughs> Choice Award. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no, I'm not shitting. That's why I had to bring it up before I leave. I know we're, we're running on the thing here, but I... You should have John on. I'm going to tell him to come on your show. And you can have it face-to-face. Face. Well, I had it because I had who else was uh, who else was nominated, People's too. People's Choice then, are, People like John Mulaney. I don't Mulaney. know where I put it. But I don't know how he got nominated. But Oh, but everybody that... Guy. I'm sorry, but every... Not, not him, the show. Oh. But every show that's nominated... Has been canceled. <laughs> really? Yes, I swear to God. Huh. And on that note, that's the end of the show. Lenny, I've had the best time. Did I let you say anything this time? I, I think a little bit. I feel like I let people talk. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? Did I let people talk this time? I, I think when you came in, I was talking a mile a minute. But when you were gone, I, I think I was letting him speak. I think so. I wouldn't even let him speak now to answer if I let him talk. <laughs> Thanks, anyway, Dave. Lenny, thank you so much for coming Anytime, in. Anytime, This Dave. has been a pleasure. Gina, thank you for joining us. You're a delight. And... Um, Next week, it's uh, possible. I think I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I don't know who's going to be on. Mulaney, I'm going to get him for you. <laughs> Can you do that? Cause I'll call him. I do have a lot of questions. <laughs> and I guess I feel a little bad. A but, nice uh, death on the air. He'll strangle you. Yeah. But I think we're going to have the music critic, uh, Jim Farber, from the Daily News next oh, week. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that should be an interesting show. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the games, and we'll see you next week on The Spread with Dave Jessica.